Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Good evening and a warm welcome to Joy 99.7 FM and to Springboard, your virtual university. Something that will be said in the next hour can possibly transform your life, your business, or reposition you for the future. My name is Albert Okran, and from now till you graduate at 8 p.m., I promise that your personal value will shoot up. Helping me serve you tonight are my virtual academic board comprising Comfort, Matthew, and Amos. And Springboard is a thematic radio seminar with a simple mission of equipping a new generation of African leaders and executives using the medium of human capital development. This broadcast is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy, your preferred partner for world-class corporate training and your superstition join 99.7 FM. The program is sponsored by EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank. We start with today's scripture and as usual, it's on the theme for our discussion and the topic for today is wisdom for financial positioning. And so if you can post the chapter and the verse on Springboard, the Virtual University Facebook page. I will give you a copy of the book, Zafnatania. It's a book I like very much, and this month I'm giving out copies of that book to the person who can find the verse, the verse for the day. And so here is the passage. Through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it's established. And by knowledge, the rooms shall be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Where can this be found? Through wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it is established. And by knowledge, the rooms shall be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Where in the Bible can this be found? Post it at Facebook. Um, dot com forward slash springboard the virtual university if you can post on our wall the person to post the scripture correctly first gets to get a copy of the book Zafnat Pania ahead of the festival of ideas 2014 I have three simple questions for CEOs chief operating officers and especially finance managers or the chief accountants of this life if you are listening tonight three questions number one how was your performance in the first half of the year how was the performance in the first half of the year? Secondly, how have we dealt with the budgetary implications of rising costs, currency devaluation, and other issues that we'll be discussing this, this evening? What strategies have we used to deal with them so far? And then the thirdly, very importantly, what is your repositioning plan going forward, if any? Do you have a plan for repositioning your organization in the midst of some of these major issues that we will be discussing? If you answered no to any of these, or if you had difficulty answering any of these questions, then you need to stay tuned to Springboard the Virtual University and probably take a step further to register for the Festival of Ideas because in the morning executive breakfast training sessions, there will be four options, one on strategy, one on finance, one on sales and marketing, and one on public-private partnerships. Charles Mensah is a good friend of Springboard the Virtual University. He manages Trust Consult and is a financial advisor to a number of companies. He will be the lead facilitator for the second seminar at the Festival of Ideas. The subject is financial repositioning, budgeting in uncertain times. And so 
that's what Charles will be speaking about. Have you ever heard of moving targets? You are shooting the thing, the thing, the thing is moving. Charles will be talking about how to shoot the target that is running away from you. When your budget, your cost, and other projections are thrown consistently out of sync, you need wisdom to build. And today we'll be talking about some of the issues. Along the line, we'll also raise on the line Kojo Ohenichi, who's the CEO of IFS Financial Services. He'll be sharing some insights with us from the perspective of captains of industry or CEOs of businesses. What are the issues they are facing and how we can address them on this platform. But Charles is in the studio tonight and will shortly walk us through some of the options worth considering as we look at financial repositioning. Let me start by welcoming him and then we'll go for a break and then come back and dive into the issues. Charles, welcome to Springboard. Um, thank you, Abed. Thank you for having me. It's always good to see you. Yeah. So, if anyone is listening who runs an NGO or a business, they definitely must be at uh, this year's Festival of Ideas because um, a topic like financial repositioning sounds like a very big word. What, what exactly are we looking at when we talk about financial repositioning? Right, Abed. Uh, thank you. Um, first of all, you must look at your financial position as we speak whatever you have is your financial position now your financial positioning is looked at in terms of stability so if it is that your current operation you are not stable in other words you are wobbling any trigger in your profit and loss account can throw you off gear and therefore you need to reposition so that you can absorb the triggers so financial reposition is moving your current position to a much better way of absorbing the triggers because if you don't absorb the triggers properly either you you go bankrupt or you are, you are taken over by somebody else so you need to reposition yourself properly because basically the way you are doing business what is it that's your financial position so if it is that um as we speak you have your debt and equity that's just the shareholders you, you put in some money and then your debt now the combination of that can trigger your business because if it is that you have a lot of debt the interest on the debt can throw you off gear so you can look at it and say okay let me take a decision i would then have a combination of debt and equity so by doing that you are repositioning yourself also then you you move a, a one step ahead into your um, profit and loss account and see the way you do businesses and that is what financial reposition is, is all about because i bet look i'll tell you what most of the things that we are faced with today has been there. I mean, we have high inflation, interest rate, assets and cost of funds, influx of cheap uh, imports. We have a high cost of labor, including strikes. We have high cost of energy and availability. We have high cost of transport and ports, size of our market, availability of our customers. All these problems are there. They would come. Now, you as a captain of industry, what do you do? There are three options really open to you. You can either close shop and then return money to the shareholders, or you do what everybody does these days, cost cutting exercise, or you do the strategic way, which is cost reduction exercise. So I'll try in the end. We'll be working through yeah. some of these, some of these, but the, 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 the points that you mentioned are the trigger points that we'll be discussing uh, when we come back from this commercial break with um, Kojo Hinichi, um, who's the CEO of IFS Financial Services, just a representation of um, one of the companies that we, um, we, we're working with. We just want to find out from them how, how these factors are impacting the operation of businesses. Walk me through that list you, you, you just read again. Let's see if 
First, um, um, the, just, just okay. The the we left them for okay. So number okay. one, you mentioned inflation. Uh, high, high inflation. Right. Number one, interest rate. Right. Assets and cost of funds. Right. Influx of cheap, cheap imports. Right. Cost of labor, including strikes. High cost of energy and its availability. High cost of transport, port and clearing charges, which you all know, including fuel. <laughs> yes. Size of the market and reliability of customers, because this is the customers cannot really be reliable. The depreciation of our currency, inefficient plant and machinery. Of course, our, most of our plant and machinery are pretty inefficient. The public sector support system, because if it is that you have to depend on the public sector for certain things, the delay in giving you so that system is also not efficient. You know, we have the the problem that associated with our, we joining the. Um, lower middle income group because there's no free lunch thereafter once you join the donor fatigue is also there because once you join that so all these problems are there so you have to take a decision right so we look at what decisions must you take and which of the options available to companies um, are, is the real one it's 13 minutes past the hour of 7 and that's just by way of introductory thoughts on Springboard the virtual university our focus today is on helping the average business person, the CEO, the leader of the business, and um, to walk through what to do if you've ended the first half of the year and there are significant challenges. Your projections are out of sync. This is Springboard, your virtual university on Joy 99.7 FM. My name is Albert Okron, and tonight we are talking about financial repositioning with particular emphasis on companies. I know some of the lessons we hear, we share here will be valuable to individuals, but our focus really is companies, especially those who at midpoint, maybe you can call it a halfway team talk, are having challenges with the first half of the year's performance. I have on the line Mr. Kojo Henichi, CEO of IFS Financial Services, to give us an idea about the temperature as far as companies are concerned. Kojo, good evening and welcome to Springboard. Good evening, Albert, and thank you very much for inviting me. It's always a blessing to have you, and I hope that we can pull into the studio one of these days to have a more detailed discussion. But, um, Kojo, if you were listening before uh, we went on the commercial break, Charles Messer was giving us a list of some of the issues that um, companies are, are, are battling with right now rising cost, high inflation, um, interest yeah. rates, access to funds, impl- um, influx of cheap imports. He, he, he mentioned the cost of labor and then yeah. energy and then fuel and transport issues, among others. Of course, yeah. notably the depreciation of the city. Just from your perspective, as a person running a business, are these issues that are having an impact on businesses and on, on, on the performance of companies for this year? Yes, 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 yes. I, I, I totally agree with him. It, it has been an unusual year, um, really, on the basis of the of open market values. City uh, assets for businesses, including ours, have almost been halved in the space of seven months, and that's tragic for business. I use the open market value because that is the reference point for most transactions. Uh, let me just let me just use our case um, as an example. At the end of 2013, our profit before tax was 5.6 million cities, and that was approximately 2.8 million dollars at the time. We planned to grow by 50%, um, and and that meant that we were looking at making 8.4 million at the end of um, 2014, and and the basis. The reference rate that we used was 2.4 cities to $1. 
so that would have equated to 3.5 million dollars now even if you achieve 8.4 in dollar terms you know that will really be just about 2.1 million dollars assuming that we end the year with um uh, four cities to the dollar and and you know that's 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 quite likely to be um the level that we, sh- we should be looking at now in order to achieve real growth um of 3.5 million dollars as originally planned we now have to increase um that figure um our 8.4 to 14 million cities and 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 that's a lot in uh, during the time that all the issues that Charles mentioned impact on our clients and and and, and for financial institutions if you if you operate at a time when other businesses are uh, are bleeding it means one thing that people are unable to pay their loans as they should and so that that means more bad debt provisioning and therefore um in order to get close to where we want to be um we've been looking at um expanding our revenue lines and and and, and that also has its own challenges in a time like this so we have to look at um what other products and services um we can add how do you diversify the business um out of your traditional revenues uh you know in order to make up for the shortfalls um as i speak with you it's been a bit it's been um a tight for us we are we are not close to um what we are planned for for the year and and many of the clients that i've interacted with because i i speak with a lot of ceos who come to us have similar challenges right um so um for 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 you i mean could you i i I trust that yourself and other ceos like you are already putting your thoughts together about how to crawl back or how to ensure that um you meet your targets because obviously for you to be able to meet your original projected targets especially if you have shareholders outside the country i suspect that from the numbers you mentioned you probably are looking at an unrealistic projection of about 180 percent growth in your original is that correct? From 5,000 yes, yes, to about 14,000 yes. something 14 million. F- sorry, from 5 million to about 14 million. You're looking at probably yes. in city terms at, at about 180 million. 150%. One, okay, something like that. Well, obviously, yeah. obviously, it sounds like going way out of your depths. So, um, I know you are one of the CEOs who definitely are uh, signed up along with your company to partner us with, uh, for the Festival of Ideas. Why would such a gathering, not just of um, resource persons, but also of like minds, putting their thoughts together. Let, let's just close it. Why you think it is essential that we gather and brainstorm about the way forward? Yeah, I, I think that um, we need to we need to meet and and, and share ideas. I have I have uh, you know some views on on what can be done. Um, you know, because we 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 don't we we don't just have to look at. Um, um, increasing revenues just based on doing the same, more of the same things we are doing. That is, that is, that is fast. But we need to share ideas, for example, on how to diversify geographically, um, how we can uh, build alliances and, and, and partnerships. 
uh, in order to build the synergies uh, that are required um, uh, to, to, to grow our businesses. We may be doing some of that already, but there is, there is scope to do more. And, and, and this event should surely be a good platform for us to, to do that. Thank you very much, Kujir. I'm sure we can catch up with you along the line and, and get some more detail on, on practical steps about the way forward. Thank you very much. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Right, thanks, man. Kujir is CEO of IFS Financial Services. He was giving us some perspectives about business from the business leader's point of view, how the, the, the points that Charles mentioned are directly impacting the, the, the fortunes of companies. And um, could, um, Charles, he, he actually shared a, a personal example, and these are numbers that you cannot, you cannot dispute. Um, I, I saw you um, nodding and writing frantically whilst, whilst he, was, he, he was talking. You want a, a quick reaction to... Um, not really a, a reaction, but some, 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 some solution in a way, not the full, because you have to get the full picture. But you see, if he's measuring the value of his business in dollar terms, in other words, I, I probably think that he has uh, foreign shareholders, and therefore he's measuring the value of the business in dollar terms. Now, he's in the business of selling money. Now, if it is that you are selling money, the exchange rate changes almost every month, roughly. Then you have to have a strategy where your portfolio of money available to you will not be locked into a 90-day credit to people. You probably will do a mixture of that. So you probably are giving people 30-day credit because by 30 days, they've paid When I say 30-day credit, now you lend money to them 30 days. So by 30 days, they will pay you and then you keep on readjusting. Because if you don't do that and you put all your uh, money available to you into, let's say, a 90-day, one-year product, by the time they pay you, the value would have changed. Well, let's, let's take a scenario where, taking it outside the personal situation, let's take a scenario where a lot of these facilities have already been given before the situation kicked in. Obviously, whichever way you look at it, for anyone who takes a static picture of a January situation versus a July situation and you juxtapose one against the other, it's clearly going to show that in t- real terms, there has not been growth it would actually be a decline in real terms, in terms of value. Of course, of course, there'll be, right. there'll, there'll be, there'll be a decline. So, so walk, us through, walk us through from your perspective, just to bring some more clarity. I want us to have a broad, practical discussion about some of these variables and how they impact a person on a day-to-day basis. So for anyone who is sitting down, any of our listeners who runs any kind of business, somebody spoke to me and said, listen, my ACCA fees... If I had known, uh, said, I would have paid it all up front with all my life savings because just by deferring payments, somebody made a deposit against something and I was going to pay the balance and realized that the balance, he had the, enough money, but just for security, paid the, the, the supplier, the vendor abroad, half the money required. And now that he's going to pay the other half, the CDs he, uh, he has is not even up to half of what is required. And so now you realize that if he had paid the vendor in full up front, at a particular time, you would have been safer. And somebody is paying for exams. This is an individual, but the amount of CDs required. Somebody is paying a mortgage. Let's talk about the practical impact of some of what you have mentioned on the day-to-day living of the individual as well as the company. Um, um, Abed, like I, I, I started by saying, I mean, <clears throat> when you are faced with this uh, situation, um, uh, you have a number of options. Um, uh, uh, three options, really. I mean, you have the the option the option of one like I said you can't have closed shop I mean the ACCA guy can't have said I will not do the ACCA again I will do CA Ghana because that's that, that's an option or you do what I call a cost 
uh, cutting exercise that if it is that um, I, the student of the ACCA, uh, the activities that I do in my house, um, 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 maybe I'll cut back on certain things so that I can save enough CDs to, to pay for my ACC. And as you do a cost cut test, right? So it may mean sacrificing the food, the, the, the means of transport, the, your lifestyle, and all those things, just to make sure that you are paying for that. Or you do the third option, which is the, uh, the cost uh, reduction exercise. Now, I am sure by now, you, the SEC student, you probably have a sibling out there or you have an uncle or a relation or somebody out there in Europe for you. You can have an arrangement that if it is that they remit cities into people here, you can have an arrangement with them that they can pay certain things on your behalf at certain days so that you have protected yourself against the exchange rate exposure in right. a way. Right. So what you're saying is, in essence is that take a critical look at the situation as it pertains, particularly with, uh, with reference to paying monies abroad, yeah. and make a decision, a pragmatic decision yeah. about how to minimize the effect on yourself as an individual. Yeah. Right. I mean, we could go on and on and on, but let's focus on that finance manager right. working with your CEO. Other share, you have other shareholders breathing down your neck. I mean, right. I, I, I spoke to one who's, a board chairman who says they literally are meeting weekly now because the changes are so many. I was going to say that, yeah. <laughs> Boards are meeting weekly uh, uh, instead of the typical quarterly. I mean, so there's pressure on the finance manager. I mean, one of the targets of your session at the festival will be CEOs and finance managers about how to budget, manage a budget in an uncertain time like this. What are some practical tools? that they can use in terms of even the budgeting approach before we get to the other um, options that you, you're discussing like cost cutting and um, downsizing and so on. Let's look at the options, the budgeting approach that they should okay. use. The, the, the budgeting approach, I mean there are a number of uh, methods that I, 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 would, I would discuss at the festival, but let me just touch this a bit. Currently as we have, we have a traditional of, of budgeting and some call incremental budgeting. So they look at the numbers and then slam a percentage on it because they ask people what will be the what what are the inflation expectations what are the uh, interest rate expectations so they they, they put in the, in the excel sheet some triggers so there's an expectation on the interest rate there's an expectation on exchange rate so they slam it last year figures multiplied by the 20 percent increase you have a figure so that's what the traditional way of doing things but you see it is possible that in, among that figure there's waste and therefore, if you slam, or even even if it's not a waste, there's probably an inbuilt figure there that is not necessarily what you do. So, if it is that you are preparing uh, incremental budgeting, and this time and age when things are not really happening, you have to take a critical look at your budget. How do you do it? You have to look at activities that drive the cost in your company. Pause, pause there. So what you're saying is that if, let's say, you've used the incremental budgeting approach for the past three years without much problem because things were quite stable, you've drawn a budget for 2014, you started the year, halfway through the year, you realize that the thing is going out of sync. Your, your, your allocated amount for certain variables, you've used all up in the first half of the year. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely some challenges there. You're saying that the approach is now to be, begin to look at activity-based assessment. Exactly. Explain it. Okay. Now, activity-based uh, uh, assessment would be, let me take a Example that everybody knows, advertising. Now, now the cost of advertising is based on the rate and the volume of things that you do. Now, instead of saying that we would reduce our advertising budget from seventy thousand to thirty thousand, 
or 70,000 or cut it by 20%, that uh, top figure, you move away from that. What are the number of sports that we are currently getting? Which stations are currently giving those sports? Can we shift from uh, sports to sponsorship? So you begin to look at the rare activities that are driving advertising costs. Not uh, the other way around of slashing the advertising cost by a certain percentage, but activities. So anytime you begin to look at activities, then you are looking at efficient way. Then you are looking at efficient way of doing things, and that is what uh, companies like us, like like captains of industry, this is what they should be focusing on. The other way around, which I heard some time back, I mean, our finance minister said that they are doing program-based budgeting this year. The only, the only uh, snack there is that when it is that you've identified activities, you may realize that you don't need this number of personalities in your work. So you probably have to declare them redundant. That's the only setback. But for businesses like uh, you and I, the business we run, or the, 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 the CEOs that are running businesses, look, you need to look at the activities. If you look at activity in totality, not just one department, in totality, you would end up reducing the number of waste or the resources that you used. Or you apply the resources effectively that you get three instead of one. I'll, I'll give you a typical example. There's an institution that some years back were running. Now, when you look at the productivity and activity, I notice that the product, they have a fixed salary, but the product that they were heading on was only one product. Now, we looked at it, we looked at the activities, and said, ah, if this is about here, throughout from eight to five, we should be able to create activity for them so that they will be effective and productive. We ended up creating four or five more products that they use the same hours to do. And that saved the company a lot of money. Right. So when it comes to, I mean, <laughs> we have a serious crisis, you need, you really need to look at activities. Right. Without activities, forget it. Now, activities is what will lead you to the cost reduction exercise. So you are doing what we call a, 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 a top-down approach with everybody. So you are bringing all your staff into being. Look, if it means that driving all the way as a chief executive officer, I have three cars, but the, we have crisis, we have a problem, so I'm looking at the effect of doing things. Is there, any, is, is there any way I can use a 2.5 liter car instead of a 4.7 liter car to do the same results, to give you the same results? So that is what you end up charging everybody on board to do. You can't, as a matter of course, say we are cutting costs. Switch on the air conditioning. Switch, sorry, switch on the air conditioning. This day we are not giving uh, full coupons. We are cutting back. We are doing this. When you, the CEO or the chief finance officer, are still using the same methods that you are doing, using the same approach that you are doing, when you do the activity based, you involve everybody at the work. Everybody. Because you are quantifying every activity in every department. The number of security hours that you have. So that is where you probably will see, Albert, that ah, I have to source this particular activity because we are not good at it. That has to go to an independent specialist who probably can pay me, who probably can reduce our cost by a certain number. So you notice that some banks and some serious companies, they look at activities and they say they, they stay away from those activities. They give it to specialists. And it's right. working. Last week, we did a full, a full program on outsourcing, and, and, and it was quite instructive. We got quite some feedback on it. So let me, let, me, let me summarize what you have said so far. You're saying that 
the typical CEO when they hear when they examine the the rising costs and the way the budgets are going out of sync, jump onto the bandwagon of the usual things. Um, um, cut back on cost. They look at um, downsizing, downsizing uh, and yeah, so exactly. on. And you're saying that some of these things can be done in a haphazard way, or if I, if I may add my own word, emotionally without looking at the real detail. Correct. And so instead, we should reorient ourselves towards number one, finding value from whatever we put money in. Correct. So if we are if we are putting money in advertising, let's go to the details to look at are we getting value. Correct. So value-based judgment instead of just whole, whole, wholesale cutting of figures. Correct. Number two, you're saying that we should efficiently use all our personnel so that if we assess our activities and we'll, we'll, let's say 80% of the money is coming from um, 20% of the staff, let us take the other 80% of staff and create activities that can bring value, value yeah. or products that they yeah. can do to bring more value. So yeah. you are retaining the full scope of staff, yeah. but they are being more productive. Correct. That's number two. Number three, you are saying that we should look at utilize efficient alternatives. So if you are using... Uh, a 4.5 liter, liter engine we might probably change to 2.5. Yeah. That was number three. Number four, he said the leader should lead by example right. and then pull everybody with them. Board. So that if you are living lavishly and you are encouraging others to tighten their belts, the, the message does not resonate. At all. And the fifth one, you said that we should outsource certain activities to specialists so we can focus and that's something that we discussed extensively last week all right all right so if you just joined us this is springboard your virtual university today we are talking about budgeting from the corporate perspective our focus really is about that small entrepreneur out there that big ceo there that finance director who's pulling out your hair because your your projections and your your actuals are just not marrying each other well we are sharing some practical some practical tools that you can use and my guest is Charles Mens of Trust Consult. And just for good measure, let me mention that Charles is one of our facilitators at the Festival of Ideas. And if you, in case you do not know, at the Festival of Ideas this year, we have four sessions in the morning. And they are alternatives. They are not running. They are running concurrently, which means you cannot attend all four of them. You have to choose one. And if you are considering them, the first option is the option on strategy is called spotting bubbles before they bust that's the title or anticipating the, the future and seizing your opportunities that will be presented by dr vikram Masharamani from yale university um charles Mensah, who i'm hosting here on springboard will be speaking about financial repositioning how to manage your budget in uncertain times and i'll be taking him on some of the issues a, a bit more as we go along bob hinson who's been here quite a few times will be talking about emerging trends in competitive sales and marketing environments charles people are undercut each other it's not easy i spoke to a ceo who a ceo who said you go and present a proposal you know you've given them your best possible price and somebody is just undercutting you because they are desperate and so the the solution people say let's cut down our, our marketing let's cut down our budget i mean without so you just mentioned it i mean so bob will be looking at how to in the face of keen competition um, new emerging trends that one can use mm. to stay mm. on top in the area of marketing. I think you've hinted on one of them even in your presentation. The final presentation for the morning will be by Professor Ian Shapiro, who will be talking about changing patterns in state business relations. Charles, have you done business with government before? Very well. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> Professor Shapiro has been studying across the world um, PPPs, I'm working with right. governments and the dynamics of it and the changing patterns of it and some of the things that one must know in working with government. I think that the cocktail serves everybody, serves NGOs, churches, businesses, everyone who comes to the festival will find out of these four something that they can benefit from. And then in the evening, all leaders will gather for um, three brief 
short presentations and then a time of intense leaders brainstorming. The speakers for the evening, Dr. Nancy Otadol, who will be talking about leadership, mindset for changing times. Vikram will be back in the evening to talk about the generalist advantage, how to broaden your, your scope beyond your area of expertise. And then Sanguidele will be talking about financial optimization for growth. So these are the outline, this is the outline of the festival. The evening sessions will be together. They will not be breakouts like the morning. And the evening is an executive dinner. The morning is a breakfast followed by training. Right. Charles, let me ask you about refinancing. Refinancing. So a company has a loan or is running with a particular kind of funding. And along the line, things begin to go out of sync. Will it be worth your while, especially if your first half results have not been good and there's pressure on you to pay your loans and the inflows are not matching. Is refinancing one of the options um, a company can consider? Yes, um, Abed, um, refinancing, one of the first triggers for refinancing, maybe you have found a cheaper source of funds for your business. So if it is that you had borrowed from a particular bank at a certain rate per annum, let's say 33 percent per annum and it is that you have found a cheaper way of running the business somebody is giving to you at 29 percent per annum then you can refinance your business so that one i would endorse that quickly because it's, it's business that you are running you want to save costs so there's a cheaper fund you do it or if it is that you hear per your business that there is a, a a fund by either venture capital or by Ghana government or by some long-term funding somewhere that the rates are lower than you are funding yourself, you are finding yourself in, then you quickly have to refinance your, 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 your business. Now, we must try and differentiate the refinancing from restructuring. Right. So, it's, and I'll, we'll come to that, to that okay. in a minute. The Bible says, seek and you shall find. So I, I wanted to push you with a question to say, when must one look for it? Because you say, if you find a, a venture capitalist offering a better deal, for you to find, you must be seeking. But there are people who are going through difficulties who are not even seeking because it doesn't strike them that refinancing is an option. So you're saying that you must look for refinancing options when you look at your, the structure of your funding and the cost of borrowing is far more than you think you should be. I mean, I'll, share, I'll share this particular example with you. Um, I was um, consulting for a company and they had borrowed from one of the banks at a certain rate. Now, um, the industry that they were in was basically uh, something to do with beverages. I call it beverage. And they were exporting to um, Nigeria and other free countries. Now, when I looked at it, I said, ah, but there is a fund at uh, EDIF, that's a, uh, used to call EDIF, but uh, Export Development uh, Agriculture Fund. And they charge between 12 and 15 percent per annum CD. And you qualify. And you, call, you are more than qualified. Absolutely. So they did the numbers, and lo and behold, they applied it and they got it. And now it has changed the metrics. They are really making some money out there. Because they were exporting, so once you can show that you're exporting, so sometimes the businesses, businessmen themselves, and the businesses that you run, you have to be asking. That's the point. That's why when you sit with others and share ideas about what is working, you can find something that is cheaper. Yeah. Then okay. So you mentioned restructuring as against refinancing. refinancing. Now, Let's just take a minute to go through that, and then we we'll take okay. a musical break. Okay. The 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 the, the restructuring is is the structure the structure of your business. And therefore, if it is that uh, um, you had always um, um, borrowed money from the banks to uh, uh, fund your business, 
and it is that you can ask your shareholders provided you've, you've performed well in the past you ask your shareholders to inject additional funds into the business now shareholders money doesn't easily uh, come at a cost once the profit are made they get their share of the profit so you can ask the shareholders to inject money into it you can also look at the restructuring in terms of tenor of the loan if it is that you took a 90-day loan or one-year loan and the servicing rate or the servicing amount is having a toll on the business you can restructure the whole debt from uh, 90 days to two years to three years because it will take three years especially those businesses that borrow for capital or for business expansion sometimes in order to get away with it they will tell the banker that oh um, within one year i'll pay but you see, if you are buying equipment it takes a while for the equipment to, to, to hit certain uh, level and therefore the cost of it itself uh, there is uh, the, the, the repayment and the interest element will kill you so it is that you can ask that we want to restructure your debt you want to restructure the tenor you want to uh, restructure the repayment and all those ones then that would come in so you have a combination of equity shareholders coming in you have a combination of the bank itself also coming in you have a combination of your suppliers also coming in because it's all part of the restructuring your shareholder, your supplier can decide that because you have crisis and you are going through it, we may shift from 30 days to 60 days. So, not, so, not just because you have crisis, because you are negotiating for it. And that's <laughs> the point. People won't, people won't, people won't give you a facility because of pity. Pity you. No, pity you when you demonstrate, when you demonstrate that you have a better future. In the past, you have been very transparent with the bank or with whoever you are negotiating with. Then it is that they will take you serious. Right. Ultimately, ultimately, putting the two of them together, what you are saying is that an option that is available to any company going through difficulties is to look at either the structure or simply refinancing the whole arrangement that you are using mm. to move the business mm. forward. And mm. that includes several components. It includes suppliers' credit. It mm. includes um, bringing on fresh equity. It includes changing the shape or the balance between debt and equity Correct. among others. Correct. But ultimately, so that the way your debts are shipped or your, the, the corporate finances are shipped can be repackaged for best advantage. And Nita is asking on, on, on Facebook, is how different is financial repositioning from financial reengineering? I, I suppose that reengineering is part of the repositioning. Is that correct? Um, no, really. I mean, reengineering is, is basically... Um, there's, it's where regulation meets creativity. That's the reengineering. Look, there's a regulation that you can't lend more than a certain percentage to a particular uh, single obligor, to a particular uh, customer of yours. Now, there's a deal that is pretty huge. So you can do syndication. And your bank could be the lead bank in doing the syndication, but you, you invite other banks on top. So that itself is financial engineering, which is different from the one I just uh, made. So financial engineering is where regulation meets creativity because creative work comes into being. That's it's part of repositioning your <laughs> approach. <laughs> and it's 16 minutes to the hour of, of 8 o'clock and this is Springboard of Virtual University. I'm having fun with Charles Mensah as we discuss um, budgeting on, on certain times. And our target really is for those who run businesses and organizations to look at how to 
move yourself forward in the face of challenges and difficulties. Um, I earlier on shared a scripture from Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4, and asked the first person to put it up for a copy of the book Zafnat Pania. Last week it was won by Timothy Kwapong. I think he knows his Bible very well because this week he's won it again. Through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established, and by knowledge the rooms shall be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. The book Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4. Timothy, I will send you five talent mentality to add to your copy of Zafnatania one last week because I can't send you two of the same book unless you want to give one to your wife. My name is P.K. Richardson, member of faculty Manchester Business School. I started as an engineer, but uh, later on in life I decided to go into management and I've been in management education for many years and I have the privilege of training executive and teaching MBA students all over the world. I've been part of First of all, our idea since it started, and I have always valued it. I think it's one of the most important aspects of my work, and I really have good value for it because I think it makes a lot of contribution to people who attend in terms of their knowledge and expertise. And I will advise and also encourage heads of department and executives and chief executives uh, to encourage their people to attend and to support it because the value that these people who attend will bring to the companies cannot be overemphasized. It's 11 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. Thank you, PK, for that contribution on the Festival of Ideas. And in case you um, want to attend the Festival of Ideas, the number to call 02443-59393 and you can get details on 0 um, two four nine 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 five five five. These two numbers can give you some more details. I'll give you the numbers again just before we close. Zero two four four three five nine three nine three. Zero two four quadruple nine triple five or zero five four four three one five one six four. But the phone lines are open now, and those are not the numbers to call. The number to call is zero three zero two two one six five four one. You want to ask about financial options open to you? If you run a company or you are a finance manager or you are involved in a project and the changes in the price of the dollar or any of the issues that we are mentioning is having an impact, a challenging impact on your organization or your operations. You want to ask a question and Charles is here. He would answer some of them, but for the rest of them, you may have to come to the festival for detailed answers because there are quite a number of issues that we wanted to touch base with. Charles, I wanted to find out, among others, about some of the, the, the quick options that people take and the implications, mergers and acquisitions, should people be considering considering that? And then even how people go about about cost cutting and, and then downsizing is one of the, the hottest issues, downsizing. Are there instances when it is real and instances when it's just not worth your while? Maybe let me just take your, your take on downsizing quickly before we go to the phone lines. Um, the, 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 I mean, the, the downsizing is, is, is the easiest option that you have. I mean, you would probably would announce at the start there that we will be reducing the number of the headcount by certain days. Now you notice that there's always a crisis thereafter because you probably wouldn't would have done a good job in terms of performance appraiser for you to select those who are not doing well. So some companies they just look at age and they say, okay, those who got three years to go to pension would uh, you know uh, pay them off and let them go or those who just started with us who pay them off but then they also carry a certain value to the company they may have built a certain relationship with customers and that when you take them off they'll probably announce to one or two customers and the customers will move with them to wherever they are going so when you're doing downsides it's a very difficult job 
It's a very difficult job. It's easier said than done. But but in, in if it's done right, it can be one option that is that can be used as a response. We should have a continuous way of looking at the best way of doing things as as a culture. Right. Self behave you know way. That every day you are rewarding your employees for bringing best ideas the way we do things. So if it's part of that, then it is an idea comes and say, oh, this particular idea when it's implemented, we probably would don't need these people to do this activity. So we will convert them to this particular activity. So if it's part of that, you will not have any uh, uh, backlash. Right. If, if I understand you right, you're saying that the company must be evaluating itself on a continuous basis. Very well. And 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 adjusting its numbers to reflect efficiency exactly. so that we don't have to use panic measures in exactly. times of crisis to just exactly. cut in the exactly. Exactly. right right exactly. so seven minutes to the hour of eight o'clock if you have a question on financial financial issues or you're running a budget and you want to ask charles a question you can call zero three zero two two one six five four one it's 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 measures Mergers, you, you talk about syndication, I mean, for granting loans and so on. Is mergers something people should also consider? Um, mergers is when, when you have equal, equal, I mean, you want something from me, I also want something from you, so we can merge for a common good. But sometimes there's a cultural difference in between the companies. Now, some people would also merge because one company is having serious tax credit. He's not paying tax for the next five years. The other company pays too much tax. So on the, on the strength of that, they will just merge so they will save tax. After the five years, they'll probably demake themselves and start again. So you have to look at the pros and cons. What rather is available in the system as we have will be takeovers. Because some uh, banks or some companies will not have the financial structure or the system to absorb the way the heat is coming. So they may be prone for takeovers. So there are equally some potential foreign investors who are lurking around looking for some companies to just take over. So you see a lot of takeovers coming in the next, I mean, there, there'll be, there's, there are some negotiations going on all over the place. Because now it's ready for takeovers, not measures. Measures, measures no. Measures when, you know, things are happening mostly, but we want to save costs, so let's do this. Right. But now there's a serious crisis, so everybody, you know, is looking at a way of, let me, let me go and cap this because I have a serious cash flow problem, but I have a cash flow balance. So let me go and grab this company at, you know, uh, at that time it's cheaper to buy companies also here because of the crisis that we are faced with. Right. I'm going to share with you my 10 commandments, the 10, 10 things I've picked from this discussion with Charles Mensah for your notice. And I'm going to post them on Facebook page, Springboard, the virtual university. And Charles, just confirm that these, these are valid points taken from you and not borrowed from anywhere. The first one you made was that we should familiarize ourselves with some of these triggers because all these challenges we are dealing with, rising fuel costs and all the labor unrest and so on, all these things are things that have happened before and yeah. therefore a business leader should have noticed the trigger points early and not right. been overtaken by events. Thank Number two, you. you have said that any CEO or finance director trying to repackage things must look for value from their investments and what they've committed money to. Yeah. They should insist on getting value from it yeah. and evaluate on case-by-case basis what is giving value rather than indiscriminately cutting costs. Number three, you, are, you said that we should look for efficient use of all our personnel, people that we have put in places, mm. we must look at efficiently using them. Number four, you said that we should utilize efficient alternatives in terms of equipment, in terms of technology, you even talked about vehicles and so on. Number five, you said we should lead by example. Simple. 
and involve everyone. Let me take this quick call from Henry from Teshi, and then I'll come back and read you my other five commandments. This is Springboard, your virtual university. Um, Henry, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Welcome to Springboard. Your your question for Charles, please. Yes. Yeah, contribution. Much, uh, I was trying to find out uh, if it's really advisable to go for a loan or if you go for a family money when you are about to set up a business. Is, that, is it advisable to you know, opt for the family one or a friend or bank? Thank you very much. All right. Um, Henry wants to know whether you should go for a loan or you should invest your own money or that of family and friends. I think I had explained this in here some right, time back. Right. That the beginning of every business is your savings. That right. should be the foundation of your business. And that your friends and family are the pillars of your business. The bank loan is the roof of the business. So you don't start with the loan. Because once you start with the bank loan as a foundation, um, if the bank stops uh, uh, servicing, if the bank you know, uh, withdraw their, 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 their relationship with you, your whole building will collapse. Right. So you must have foundation before they use the loan as a roof. The loan is a roof. Friends and family are the pillars. And then your personal savings is the foundation. That is Charles Mensah for you. The man has... <laughs> Very nice ways of putting together the same things that we all take for granted. Okay, so number six, if you are writing down, I'll source certain activities to specialists. Number seven, consider refinancing and restructuring as these could be cheaper alternatives in terms of your repayment uh, pressures. Number eight, downsizing can be used, but it's often used as a panic reaction and cuts away people who are needed in the business. Number nine, Learn from other CEOs by sharing ideas. And then number 10, you are saying that continually evaluate your operations so that you don't jump into a crisis yeah. and start taking measures that are not well thought through. Yeah. I'm going to post these on, on Facebook in, in a short while and you can capture them. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-2499-900. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. Oh, oh, oh.